0: There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, under- indivisible, with liberty, with liberty and, justice and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal Chris Ann Hall here, dot com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I want to thank everybody for your uh, well wishes as we took the week off last week. JC and I had some downtime last week, some renewal time last week. We were at a leadership And ministers conference at our church all week and we are spiritually renewed and regenerated and and regen re-energized it was a regenerated re-energized is the word that I was trying to come up with (laughs) so you're gonna have to excuse me today I am just there's so much bounding on the inside of my head. It's like boom, boom, boom on the inside of my head that I've I've picked up in the past week, that I've learned in the past week that I want to bring to you guys. I just want to let you know tomorrow's show, we are going to be talking all about the uh, Fourth Amendment. We're going to be talking about the banks uh, turning over uh, Donald Trump's financial records. We're going to be talking about impeachment. We're going to be talking about what this does to your rights, because this is something that's really, really important. We need to understand. Uh, Thomas Paine and his, his famous quote about the avidity to punish, the avidity to punish, he says, caused even the best of men to take the best of laws and warp them and change them so that they now become a tool, a tool that will uh play out very poorly for you it's the whole idea if you you uh build a gallow for your enemy you might as well figure out you're going to be hanging yourself and these are some lessons that we need to learn today but first first i want to say happy memorial day yay i know you guys are probably watching this show uh, tomorrow or later this evening because everybody's out in the you know in the water and barbecuing and doing some great fun things today and uh, JC and I are just having a rest day praise God right <laughs> Colton is out with one of his friends jet skiing or whatever they're doing at the the family barbecue thing and uh, I just want to say happy Memorial Day you know I wrote a piece for the website today, and I just wanted to share it with you. And I'm going to show you, share with you some, some Chris-Ann Hall Army pictures. <laughs> Can you find Waldo? Yes, that is me when I was in the Army. I know I looked a lot younger back then, um, but uh, I was a lot younger back then. That was, my goodness. Um, let's see. 1996 that was. So what is that, 23 years ago? Yeah, so now I'm telling you how old I am, right? So I just wanted to share with you, so if you're seeing these pictures, by the way, if you are uh, watching on YouTube right now, remember you can catch us on YouTube at the Chris Ann Hall YouTube channel. You can also go to chrisannhall.com and share this show this podcast with your friends and within the podcast will be a link to the YouTube channel so you can watch it there. We are growing on YouTube and I'm very, very excited about that. Very excited about that. Growing that so much that YouTube hates us. So let's make YouTube angrier today. Share our YouTube channel with everybody. And so I wrote a piece for the uh, website chrisanhall.com today, and I've shared it on Facebook and I've shared it on Twitter. But now I want to share it with you, and uh, I'm just going to share it with you the way it's written because I think that it's a, a really important piece, uh, and sometimes it's frustrating for me because these historical factual pieces they really are more important. Than the political stuff, because they lay backgrounds, they lay foundation, they give encouragement, they give inspiration, I think, and they give uh, courage to people uh, to stand and and do what's right. And, and, you know, they're not as glamorous as all the politics, and so they don't get shared as much. So I want to share it with you now, because I think this is some very, very important information, some very important history, uh, tied in with some current events. So here we go. Our history is rich with men and women who have surrendered all so that many could live in the greatest place the world has ever known. You know, for, for 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 over 700 years before the Declaration of Independence, men and women were learning the lessons that would be taught to our founders. Remember, I have a history class called The history of the constitution or the genealogy of the constitution that teaches that there are 700 years of struggles and battles and lessons learned that were necessary before we could even write our declaration of independence our constitution and our bill of rights these documents become the foundation of america through experience not just political party experience but you know George Washington's going to write his inaugural address, or his farewell address, rather, warning us about a political party system. So they did learn the the problems and the evils of what what Washington called factions. But they learned about human nature, and they learned how to limit government. Even living, I just, I find that amazing. Even living in a kingdom, they were learning how to limit government to to control government and how to expand the power and the liberties of the people. So 700 years, men and women struggling in the name of liberty, lessons that would infuse our founders with the courage. And here's the thing, what's important about these lessons, maybe not so glamorous, but they infuse with the courage and hope that would build a great America. Patrick Henry said, I have but one lamp by which my feet are guided and that is the lamp of experience. I know no way to judge the future, but by the past. He was letting us know that his knowledge of those those last 700 years that I just told you about were the very reasons he knew how this fight, how this battle for independence would turn out. He knew that every time men and women stood and understood the value of liberty and pledged all to protect it, they were always, and I just want to put this out to you, they were always victorious. These guarantees of history must have raced through Patrick Henry's head, the 1100 Charter of Liberties, the Magna Carta, the 1628 Petition of Right, the 1641 Grand Remonstrance, and his very own Bill of Rights of 1689. These were the memorials of the battles fought in the name of liberty, and he knew that victory was a guarantee. And this, this is our history. This is our guarantee. This is our victory. We have so much to be thankful for. Let us not forget that liberty is a gift that was purchased for us With great sacrifice, among many things we have to be thankful for, we must be eternally grateful for the wisdom of men and women that understood that liberty was a gift from God and that all God's gifts are worth our every sacrifice. John Adams, in a letter to his wife and Abigail in 1777, expressed this sacrifice. He said, posterity. You will never know how much it cost This present generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you will make good use of it, for if you do not, I shall repent in heaven that I ever took half the pains to preserve it. We must honor this sacrifice by honoring their memory and continuing their efforts. Too often I see revisionism of our history in an effort to demean these men and women with the purpose of destroying our Constitution. We do not properly respect their efforts by allowing these lies to be taught to our sons and daughters. We must teach the truth. We owe it to them and we owe it to our children. This is our hope of the future. I'm not trying to give the founders some divine status or even suppose them a level of perfection they did not have. We must understand that our liberty was not founded upon people, but upon principles. The people that gave us our exceptional American principles were flawed vessels just like you and me. However, the really amazing part of this history is that flawed men understood that the foundation of an enduring union must be liberty moored in morality. Consider these words by Alexander Hamilton. He says, equal pains have been taken to deprave the morals as to extinguish the religion of the country. He's talking about France. If indeed morality in a community can be separated from religion, the pious and moral weep over these scenes as a sepulcher destined to entomb all they revere and esteem. He says the politician who loves liberty sees them with regret as a gulf that may swallow up the liberty to which he is devoted. He knows that morality overthrown and morality must fall with religion. The terrors of despotism can alone curb the impetuous passions of man and confine him within the bounds of social duty. Our founders knew that liberty is a combination of two equally important parts, freedom under the constraints of morality. Liberty cannot survive where there is pure freedom. Pure freedom gives man the right to do whatever is right in his own mind. Cheat, lie, rob, murder, steal. Pure freedom is lawlessness. At the same time, liberty cannot survive with moral law alone. Moral law not mingled with freedom is theocracy. Theocracy in the hands of men is always tyranny in the name of religion. Our founders attempted to give us this balance and secure the blessings of liberty for us in our founding documents. If we abandon our history, we abandon our founding documents, we disregard our moral foundation, then liberty is in peril. Thomas Jefferson gave us this warning. Can the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we remove their firm basis, a conviction in the minds of the people, that liberties are a gift from God. I indeed, indeed I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just and his justice cannot sleep forever. Now when we come back from the break, I'm gonna finish our thoughts on Memorial Day. Liberty's lobbyist, Chris Ann Hall, has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, and I'm finishing up the article that I wrote for you today on chrisannhall.com about Memorial Day, and Benjamin Franklin warned America's founders directly. This was a warning that Benjamin Franklin gave to the founders themselves. He says, in the beginning of the contest with Great Britain, when we were sensible of danger, we had daily prayer in this room for divine protection. All of us who were engaged in the struggle must have observed frequent instances of superintending providence in our favor. Have we now forgotten that powerful friend? Or do we imagine we no longer need his assistance? God governs in the affairs of men, and if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? Going back to Patrick Henry, he said, Three millions of people armed in the holy cause of liberty and in such a country as that we possess, are invincible by any force with which our enemy can send against us besides sir we shall not fight we shall not fight our battles alone there is a just god who presides over the destinies of nations and who will ri- raise up friends to fight our battles for us did these brave men and women live without fear not really mercy otis warren you guys know she's my favorite founding mother she articulated this dilemma in the beautiful way that only mercy can she said I have my fears yet notwithstanding the complicated difficulties that rise before us there is no receding may nothing ever check that glorious spirit of freedom which inspires the Patriot in the cabinet and the hero in the field with the courage to maintain their righteous cause and to endeavor endeavor to transmit the claim to posterity, even if they must seal the rich conveyance to their children with their own blood. You know, I often tell a story about Colton growing up. When Colton was little, toddlers, four, five, six years old, he was afraid of the dark. And we would have our bedtime we would have our bedtime routine, you know, and like climb in the bed with him and read a story together and then I would kiss him goodnight and tuck him in and, and then go and turn off the light and, you know, tell him goodnight, leave the door open a crack so we'd have some light and everything would be fine. But tonight I decided that we were going to work on some solutions, time to work together to get over this, this, this fear that he had. And... I said to Colton, tonight, you're gonna turn off the light. And he said, no, mommy, I can't turn off the light. I'll be too scared. I said, baby, it's the same room when the light's off as it is when the light's on. And by the way, honey, I'm gonna be right here waiting for you, nothing's gonna get you. Just go turn off the light. And so Colton, he crept over to the light switch he, he put his finger on the light switch and then he looked at me as if to look for a reprieve. When he realized no reprieve was coming, he flipped off the switch and did that, that superhero thing that only kids can do. He did that flying one leap from the light switch to the bed. And he snuggled up so close to me. And I noticed that he's crying. And I said to him, Colton, I am so proud of you. You were so brave. He said, mommy, I wasn't brave. I was scared. I said, baby, being brave doesn't mean you're not scared. Being brave means that you do what you have to do, even when you are scared. And that's what Mercy was telling us. I have my fears. Yet notwithstanding the complicated difficulties that rise before us, there is no receding. It doesn't matter if we're scared. We have to stand for this liberty no matter our fears because we have to be brave. They knew that bravery was not the absence of fear but doing what you must do in face of fear. They knew that the battle for liberty, as Mercy called it, was a righteous cause Knowing the source of her courage is the key to understanding her resolve. Mercy wrote a letter to her friend, uh, Mrs. Macaulay, in 1774. From this letter, we can know the source of her strength. She said they were ready to sacrifice their devoted lives to preserve and and to convey to their children the inherent rights of men conferred on all by the God of nature. The key to victory... The key to courage that brings victory is not simply knowing the fight, but knowing why the. fight. You can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris N. Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chrisanne Hall Daily Journal. Chrisanne Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. You know, I've only made it through half of the, the article. I wonder, um, I think maybe I should just leave the rest of it to you because <laughs> I'd like to get to some, some some issues that we need to learn about today. But remember, you can get the article at chrisanhall.com. read it yourself, share it. You've got to feel the passion of our founders and the true meaning and the true liberty that they fought for in defense of liberty. Can I mention to you, in defense of liberty is wisdom, knowledge, and courage. You can't have a courage if you don't have a confidence in defending that courage. So I want to uh, I want to invite you to go to chrisannehall.com, click on the in defense of liberty banner and become a part of our special training, August 30th through September 1st. We're giving you plenty of notice to make reservations to make your plans a trip. It's a holiday weekend, you won't have to ask off work. There's no school to worry about. This is important. This is constitutional training. This is hand-to-hand self-defense. Active shooter defense training. Handgun accuracy and precision. In real life shooter training. We held this last year very very limited seating because this is done at a gun range we do one-on-one training so you have to go to chrisanhall.com right now and secure your place three days of life changing courage building i'm not kidding life-changing Go to chrisanhall.com. If you don't don't believe me, go and, and click on the banner in defense of liberty. Watch the video of that I created from last year's training and see how amazing this is. Then click through to the register website. You won't have to buy anything to click through to the register, register website and listen to the testimonial created by a couple that attended the, the training last year. And it's gonna be even better this year. I promise you. Very limited seats. We're selling them quickly. So please, please don't miss out on this opportunity to train up a family in the defense of liberty. I want to talk to you about Arkansas because Arkansas is giving me a really great teaching moment. I spoke to my friend, uh, Jan Morgan, she ran for governor of Arkansas. She covers for Paul Harrell sometimes, and she has her own blogs. Jan Morgan, uh, I w- she was actually covering for the Paul Harrell Show and, at the time, and she had me on to talk about Arkansas's medical marijuana laws. And this teaching moment that Arkansas is giving us, and the other states as well, Is a very very important learning moment which is why I wanted to make sure that we got with it today so I you know I didn't go through the whole letter so you guys can go to chrisannehall.com read the whole Memorial Day uh, letter share it tomorrow even afterwards because these are the things that we need to remember all year round we shouldn't remember these things just one day right these are great teaching moments so Arkansas has passed a law signed by the governor legalizing medical marijuana now this is amazing because we must first recognize that the federal government still sees marijuana as an illegal drug so what had to have happened here this is this is really big so we need to i don't know if we need to take it slow but we need to take it purposefully what has really happened here is that Arkansas has recognized that the federal government has no authority to create laws regarding marijuana within the state of Arkansas. Remember, if you need guidance on this, Liberty First University has, we have classes at libertyfirstuniversity.com. I know it's summer. Everybody's like, oh, I'm taking off summer. I don't need education in the summertime. Yes, we need to learn all year round. The great lesson for this at Liberty First University is the uh, general welfare class at Liberty First University. And James Madison explains to us that uh, the general welfare clause, the necessary proper clause, the commerce clauses do not give the federal government a generalized power to do generally whatever they want. Remember the the famous lines by uh, Congressman uh um, t- t- what is his name? Tim Walberg, Tim Wahlberg in Michigan, who looked me in the eye and said that Congress can pass any law to which they can get a majority vote, and and then tried to tell me that 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 law would then be constitutional because a majority of congressmen agreed with that. Well, Arkansas is recognizing that that's not so. James Madison said in Federalist 45, the powers delegated to the federal government by the Constitution are few and defined. Those that remain in the states are numerous and indefinite. He said the powers delegated to the federal government are principally exercised on foreign affairs, war, peace, negotiation, and foreign commerce. He said to which the latter will be the source of funding for the government. By the way, just to drop in, as one of my professors said, a little, a, little um, uh, education, a bonus for your educational dollar there. The majority of the money that funded the federal government was supposed to come through foreign commerce. Not out of your pocket in foreign commerce. There was only supposed to be a rare need for money outside of foreign commerce. That rare need of money was to come through emergencies, through war, and they were to be temporary, always to return nearly exclusively to foreign commerce. James Madison continues in Federalist 45 and says the powers which are reserved to the several states will include the ordinary course of affairs, well, all the powers associated with the ordinary course of affairs, including the lives, the liberties, the properties of the people, the internal improvement, and, and uh, prosperity of the people and of the state. So, everything, just just to sort of sum this up for you, according to James Madison, father of the Constitution, U.S. House of Representatives, James Madison, President of the United States, James Madison, says the powers delegated to the federal government are external, the powers reserved to the states are internal and Arkansas and several other states many other states now for different reasons are beginning to recognize that limitation. So if it's foreign affairs which includes uh, na- the the powers of naturalization, it is federal. If it's internal affairs which include the lives, the liberties, the properties of the people, the internal order, improvement and prosperity of the state, It is reserved to the states, which would include marijuana. So if your state wants to make marijuana illegal, that is the prerogative of your state. If your state wants to make marijuana legal, that is the prerogative of your state. We are separate, independent sovereigns. So here's the thing. Arkansas recognizes the limit to federal power for internal laws and affairs they have written a law that nullifies federal marijuana laws so if they recognize that the federal government has no authority to create laws regarding marijuana why don't the people of Arkansas And their legislators who signed this law, the governor who signed this into law, why don't they recognize that the federal government has no authority to create laws regarding gun ownership within the state? Gun ownership is not a foreign affair. Gun ownership is not a foreign commerce. Gun ownership is a life, a liberty, a property of the people, the internal order improvement and prosperity of the state. Gun ownership is a state affair. Not only, see, this is what's crazy, right? This is what's absolutely mind-blowingly, brain damaging insane. Marijuana is clearly not a power delegated to the federal government. How we keep and bear arms is also clearly a power that is not delegated to the federal government. But unlike marijuana, the federal government is expressly prohibited from, cr- from infringing upon our right to keep and bear arms. Can I say that again? There is no clause that specifically identifies marijuana other than the Fourth Amendment, other than the Fifth Amendment, other than the, Amendment, other than the Seventh Amendment, which imply the rights to property as a whole, and the 10th Amendment, which reserves this power to the state, guns are specifically mentioned in the 2nd Amendment, and the words shall not be infringed. So how can Arkansas get it? How can Arkansas get it that you cannot that the federal government cannot control the sale of marijuana within their states and not get that the federal government cannot control the sale of guns in their states. So the here's here's the crazy thing. Right? So marijuana, along with heroin, LSD, and several other drugs are outlawed by the federal government. Arkansas says Pfft. We don't care what you say. This is a power reserved to the states and we're going to handle it. ATF, which is the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, and now Explosives, classifies these drugs as having no currently accepted medical use. Don't you love that? The pharmaceutical companies they're in bed with don't approve it because they can't synthesize it and seal up the patents so nobody else can have it, so that the congressman can't get the kickbacks from the pharmaceutical companies, and the people can't be constrained and confined into pharmaceutical servitude. Right? That's why. So, Regina Milledge Brown is an investigator and program manager in the ATF. When we come back, we're going to hear from her. welcome back to the chris ann hall daily journal don't forget chrisannhall.com in defense of liberty come back come out larry has this amazing technique to stop an active shooter it's Proprietary, I can't even share it with you. You have to come and be trained by Larry and learn how to stop an active shooter. It's absolutely, absolutely amazing. So Arkansas says, you know what? We don't care if the federal government has outlawed marijuana. We're going to legalize it here. But they don't recognize that federal government's laws on guns classify under the same category as not being allowed. Nilsia. So, Regina Milledge Brown, who's an investigator and program manager in ATF's Public Affairs Division, says, Any person who uses or is addicted to marijuana, regardless of whether uh, his or her state has passed legislation authorizing marijuana use for medicinal purposes, is an unlawful user of or addicted to a controlled substance and is prohibited by federal law from possessing firearms or ammunition. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? The federal government says. She says it's also unlawful. For any person to sell or dispose of a firearm or any ammunition to any person if they have reasonable cause to believe that person is an unlawful user of a controlled substance and marijuana is a Schedule One controlled substance by federal law. Ten states have legalized recreational marijuana and 20 states have approved medical cannabis. These states recognize the federal government and Miss Milledge Brown have no idea what they're talking about. That their laws are null and void. Yet right now, we're having a conflict in Arkansas because the state police want to enforce the federal gun laws and prohibit people from purchasing firearms simply because they have a prescription for marijuana. Can I tell you what? If you have a prescription for morphine, you are not prohibited from purchasing a firearm. If you have a prescription for steroids, which have been proven to make you aggressive you are not prohibited from purchasing a firearm. When you are, have a prescription for other drugs whose myriad of side effects include depression and suicidal thoughts, you are not prevented from purchasing a firearm. Remember, it's about slavery to the pharmaceutical companies. This is not about keeping you safe. It's about power of the federal government where the federal government's power does not exist. There is no authority for the federal government to tell a state about how the people can, can use and consume drugs. And there is no authority, there is a prohib- prohibition for the federal government to tell the states how their people can own and possess firearms. So we need the state of Arkansas to get this message. We need the 20 other states that have legalized medical cannabis to get this message. If you believe, if, well, let me, let me see, since you have recognized that there is a limit to federal authority, since you have recognized not all federal laws are binding within your state, you must then recognize that the ATF's authority within your state is outside the Constitution unconstitutional and our founders called it null and void if you don't know this you need to read a book called sovereign duty you can get the sovereign duty book at chrisanhall.com. you get it at amazon walmart books a million you can get it in lots of places you can go to uh, the website get the video on state sovereignty you can become a member at Liberty First University and learn these principles. You know, I can shout this all day long, but I need you to share this message. I need you to bring this to them. Clip out this part and send it to every legislator and the governor of every state and let them know it's time to take a righteous stand. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.